0: The reading is from Luke 22:14 14-20. When the time came, Jesus took his place at the table, and the apostles joined him. He said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. I tell you, I won't eat it until it is fulfilled in God's kingdom. After taking a cup and giving thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. I tell you that from now on I won't drink from the fruit of the vine, until God's kingdom has come after taking the bread and giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after the meal and said, this cup is the new covenant by my blood, which is poured out for you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Brian. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I, from the bottom of my heart, am super excited and happy, and also from the bottom of my heart, extremely nervous, <laughs> very nervous, to welcome you this Sunday morning to Zao MKE Church. Uh, Zao is my church home, and the church home of my partner, Taylor. And it has been for about two years ish now. And Zhao is a beautiful collection of people, a beautiful community of people wanting to live a, their genuine self, their genuine lives, and do so in a community that accepts their genuine self, all of their identity, all that they are, and do so with open arms. And that is what I personally believe is the foundation of this community, this church. And what I want to share this morning, um, this is the third sermon. And I use the word sermon loosely, but we'll talk more about that later. But this is the third in the series of uh, our sermon series entitled Hot Body Summer. And we've been looking at our bodies. And how our relationships with them tend to show different perspectives and uh, different parts about our relationship with the God that supposedly loves us, loves us completely, and loves us better than we will ever know us. And how our relationships to our bodies shed different truths in that relationship with that type of God. It has been a wonderful series so far. Uh, If you are just joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, Last Sunday, uh, Pastor Victoria San Esparza uh, came through and she talked about bodies, but specifically bodies and their relationships with their scars and how your body and and their scars and how move through all of it highlights a lot of like the genuine relationship with God and makes it a lot more real. It isn't always precious moments. Uh, precious moments, Jesus, she does a phenomenal job of just making it real. It's speaking from her real self. And so I cannot recommend enough that if you haven't uh, seen it, or if you haven't had the chance to, or just want to revisit it, um, all of our uh, services and uh, videos are on our Facebook page, the Zao MKE Facebook page, and definitely go back and take a look at that particular video uh, and all of them, really, like from the start of this sermon series. Um, but this Sunday, I'm here to talk about our bodies as a connection, and specifically how. We use our bodies to connect with others and how we connect ourselves with our bodies show different parts about our relationship with God specifically show different truths that can't be denied cannot be silenced cannot be stepped around cannot be lied about that our body has always been enough this sermon started with the communion story in Luke 22. And in it, we see Jesus sitting at the table with his disciples, and it's the Last Supper. And here, at least, every every Sunday, we do communion and we share in communion. So a lot of people who've been in church, both this and also a lot of other churches all throughout the world, have heard that story almost ad nauseum, just a lot, a lot. That Sometimes it's hard to hear it in a new way. And I'm not here to try and tell it in a new way either. But the story is that Jesus sits with his disciples during Passover, knowing full well that one of the people he's sharing communion with is going to betray him. But the beauty is they sit together. And Jesus pours the wine and he passes it out. And he breaks the bread, passes it out. He says that this is my body given for you and to do this in remembrance of me. And it's the same thing with the cup. He says that the cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. I we start here with it, and I start this with it because the idea is if you grew up in church and you heard the story a lot, you just, it's, it's there, it's part of it, it's whatever. If this is one of the first times in church or if this is the, coming uh, back to church from a lot of different harmful and toxic places of church, especially like in some of the ones that I've been in, you hear this story and you can almost feel like the exceptions in it. You can feel how you have to check off a, a checklist of like who gets to be part of this communion table and who gets to receive uh, to drink from that cup and to take some of that bread. And one of the beauties that I love of Zao is that we practice open table like many other churches. I love the concept of communion as open table means There's no prerequisite. You didn't have to do the communion classes that I had to do for like first communion back in the Catholic, when I was a little kid growing up in the Catholic Church. Uh, Or you don't have to be a member or you don't have to do any other things. All the pastors that, the actual pastors uh, that do communion, especially here, um, do a great job of sharing that that inclination that little like tug at your heart, like you kind of want to maybe take communion or you kind of want to like, you know, see what it's about or just any tug in your heart. We believe, I believe is the Holy Spirit. Is just something inside calling out and wanting to like commune, to reconnect, with something bigger, something be beautiful. And that's kind of what I'm getting at with the body as connection. There's something in us, something beautiful in us that tries to reconnect, that longs to reconnect with something that's bigger and beautiful, something more. One of my favorite examples and illustrations of this that I hold close in my heart, and that has really shaped a lot of the way that I see. Others, I hope to see, my, I try to see myself. And it's one of, a good, uh, one of my favorite illustrations of the idea that God created all of us is uh, actually from Second Corinthians. Uh, and I'm going to actually read it from the text itself. Uh, I'm using the inclusive Bible translation. Um, but Second Corinthians 4. Uh, 5 through 10. And it says, It is not ourselves we preach, but Christ Jesus as sovereign, and ourselves as your workers for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Let light shine out of the darkness, has shone in our hearts, so that we in turn might make known the glory of God shining on the face of Christ. But this part. But this treasure we possess in earthly vessels, some other translations say, uh, but we have treasures in jars of clay. Um, To make it clear that its surpassing power comes from God, not from us. We are afflicted in every way possible, but we are not crushed. We are full of doubts, but we never despair we are persecuted but never abandoned we are struck down but never destroyed continually we carry about in our bodies the death of Jesus so that in our bodies the life of Jesus may also be revealed we have promised at least to us and I don't speak as a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I didn't go to the theologi- uh, to uh, seminary school uh, or theolo- many theological classes. Uh. I went to Thomas More to, uh, to Catholic high school, <laughs> but even then that was more of a Catholic perspective. The point is I'm not, I don't want to be anything higher than I am. I don't want to talk from like a perspective of someone knows a lot I want to talk from the perspective of a heart and a person that's trying to make sense standing right here on this earth and make sense that there's supposedly someone something that loves us and knows us deeply and supposedly wants to just hug us with a love that encompasses everything Doubts, the hurt, and the scars. But also the brilliance and the gold that's supposedly inside this jar of clay. I want to make sense of that and speak as a person that's trying to make sense of it all. With it. In this scripture, definitely go back, read for yourself if you can. And all these things, always try and hold them up to, you know... uh, Uh, back to the Bible and the gospel and everything but what I'm trying to say is what I'm trying to say is we have promised in us that each of us has like this treasure inside of us that was placed and whether you believe that there is a god up there that created you formed you with his own hands and like the psalmist says uh that knew you in your parents womb and knows every word on your mouth before you say it or the promise that uh, he knows every single hair that's on your head if you believe that and if you don't if you struggle with it if you're struggling with it the idea that there's a god that loves you but also all these people that supposedly that wear the crosses on their neck and the shirts on their selves and says that, hey, God loves you, but not like that. And you hear those voices, but you also hear this God that loves you supposedly and you're still struggling to make sense with it. That's okay. I'm here and I want to say that this church is also here. This community is here to say that there's still treasure in you no matter what. Whether it was placed by a divine entity or whether it was just a happenstance of the cosmos. There's beauty, there's brilliance. There's a light that shines in the darkness. There's a light that shines in you and that no one can take away. So I'm here to just talk about how, from my perspective, my God is love. And I've said a couple of times, and I really do believe that His love, her love, their love, God's love, has no asterisks. It has no footnotes like, Jesus loves you if you're straight. Jesus loves you if you're white. Jesus loves you if you (laughs) speak English. Jesus loves you if you are here legally. There is no asterisk. My body is here to say that everything that I've read and read in this book says that there is someone that put themselves in you. Um, in preparation for this sermon, it, I had to look into uh, what a lot of like seminary uh, and theological people uh, call the imago dei, which is uh, the image of God, and how uh, the image of God is in supposedly in each of us, and then that thus creates like a priesthood of all believers, which is the fancy way of saying. That if God put his image in all of us, then there, then we are all priesthood. We're all holy. We all have a little bit of treasure in us. And that then connects all of us because we've all got this, like this treasure. We're all just walking around with this light, this undeniable light. And this love, this light, this treasure is, exact, is still there and has always been there, will always be there because it exists as part of you in all of your identity. And I want to affirm that in all of your identity, you are called holy. You are called beloved. You have been and always will be. And it doesn't matter the voices that are out there. Church with the big C saying whatever the vile toxicity that they spread. Or from the faces that are smiling at you, that are breaking bread with you, that are doing good things with you, that then turn to you and say, you're not quite there yet, you're not good enough. You always have been. And that's what this is all about. I've talked a little bit about how, uh, as you are, you are considered holy and beautiful. Pastor Jonah, who is uh, our pastor here at uh, Zhao MKE, They did a whole sermon series entitled, Not Your Abomination. And it is a brilliant, (laughs) brilliant selection of, uh, sorry, a brilliant collection of uh, sermons and services based around the idea of the clobber verses in the Bible. And how uh, they did a, a great job of going through and touching on them. And showing that, no, 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 God's love is still here. God's love has always been here and will always be here. Um, If you're, like I mentioned before, go back and take a look uh, through our past uh, sermon series. Uh, You'll see it. It was from uh, April 18th all the way through May 16th. And those were weeks in between. Um, I'm referencing this right now because of the last in that series. Uh, There was one of my favorites that was entitled, What If We're Wrong?, and Pastor Jonah goes through all of it. And they talk about how, what if we were wrong? And all those big voices out there that are super loud and super Christian and super all these things, and they sound so authoritative, and they sound so right, and they can recite so many different things from that same book that, I'm, that we're all trying to recite from to say, no, 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 God still loves you. And they do it with such authority that they make you think, wow, God really doesn't love gay people. God really doesn't love the way we are. And Pastor Jonah does an amazing job of what if they are right. Definitely go back and take a look at that one too. I'm going to read a brief excerpt from it. But Pastor Jonah, they said uh, that they were going to spoil the ending and that uh, wherever we're wrong, the promise is that wherever we are wrong about anything God's grace is enough to cover us, to welcome us, to bring us into the fold of God's goodness, not only as a beloved creature in God's creation, but also as children adopted into God's family. There are a lot of, I call them voices, out there, sometimes in here. My body comes prepackaged with a lot of voices and a lot of thoughts. A lot of them that say that, what if they're right? God's grace is big enough to hold all of us and our doubts and our longing hearts hoping that we're right, that God still loves us. My intent with saying all this is I'm trying to prove to you and I'm still trying to prove to me. I'm really trying to prove to me too and internalize it too. If God made us and made and loves us as much as they say, as she says, as he says that he does, then why am I me Why are we us? And I promise you that, in my life at least, and what I want to share is that I, I promise I hear like a still small voice that they made us as we are. all i got so far <laughs> but i see it i hear it i look at it and i feel it when i look at like the parable of the lost sheep for example and where he he leaves 99 sheep on the hillside so that he can find that one sheep it's just off how in the lost coin parable where he tears apart a whole house and just just rips it all apart to find one coin I hear it and I see it and I feel it when I read from the book of John. Actually, it's one of my favorite Gospels uh, because it says everything in a lot more of a love language. And if you couldn't tell, I speak in a love language. (laughs) I'm going to read one more excerpt. This one's from the book of John, John 15. Uh, Verses 12 through 19. And I prefer to to just read it uh, so that it's not just my words. Whatever. John 15, verses 12 through 19. This is where I hear and I feel that God that says, I love you. It reads, Jesus is saying, this is my commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer speak to you as subordinates because a subordinate doesn't know a superior's business. Instead, I call you friends because I have made known to you everything I have learned from Abba God. It was not you who chose me. It was I who chose you. To go forth and bear fruit. Your fruit must endure so that whatever you ask of Abba God in my name, God will give you. So this command I give you, that you love one another. If you find that the world hates you, remember that it hated me before you. If you belonged to the world, the world would love you as its own. But the reason it hates you is that you don't belong to the world because I chose you out of the world. You have been chosen. You were made. Beautifully, wonderfully, and fearfully made is what the Bible uh, <laughs> promises book Jeremiah (laughs) uh, one of my mom's actual favorite verses is for I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future our God my God says that their love cannot be held back there's a song that we sing that is entitled a uh, simple gospel and it is a beautiful song I I, I speak I think I, I kinda move in music if you can't tell I can't sit stand straight <laughs> um, in that song It said that there are no amounts of untruths that can separate us from your love. I reach out, and you find me in the dust. My heart longs. When I'm at the the hardest part and the lowest parts, I, as God is my witness, I, I... tend to cry out and say, God, I just want a hug from you. I want to be held by you. There's a song, another song, uh, Hold On To Me by Lauren Daigle that we sing also here. And it's one of my favorite versions of the song, actually, when we sing it. Um, It says, hold on to me when it's too dark to see you. when I'm sure that I've reached the end. When I let go, hold me again. And I say these things because I'm holding on. And I want to say to you, hold on. Hold on. And be loved feel that love see that love know that this book that this this community that the church is originally made to be a hospital for the sick not a sanctuary for the saints or museum for the saints I think it says in the in the Bible it is made to hold us and be a place where we can encounter this same loving God that I'm sharing with you today. (sighs) We are promised that there is a love that sees us all. All. And still says, I want to hold you and love you. Because I've seen you and where you're at. And I love you. And so when you sing, when we sing, when you hear any songs on the radio, if you (laughs) listen to any Christian radio or even any other radio too, I mean, you know, but when you hear like those Christian songs, I can go and tell you for a fact that they have always included you and they are for you. So when right now, one of the popular songs that's out there is uh, I Am a Child of Love uh, by We the Kingdom and by uh, Need to Breathe. And it's a beautiful song. (laughs) It's a wonderful song. And it, it says that you are a child of love, that you are called beloved and a child of God and that no one, not one person can say otherwise. That you yourself have always been a child of love. And anyone else that sings that song knows that it includes the LGBTQ plus community. It includes my brown body. It includes my family that doesn't speak perfect English. It includes the ones that are behind bars. It includes our black, our Asian, our whole community, our whole, all of us that are, Marginalized in one way or another, and have been hurt by the bigger collective C, the big capital C church. We are children of love, and we always have been, and no one can tell us otherwise. One of the other songs we sing here, "The Kingdom Is Yours," by the uh, the Common Hymnal, <laughs> no, um, has always and will always no matter whoever tells you differently the kingdom has been yours and is yours and to hold on a little bit more if you want to go old school we can go with uh, like when you sing songs like shout to the Lord when you sing shout to the Lord all the earth let us sing power and majesty praise to the king all the earth singing all together is not singing all in English it is singing in a lot of languages all across the world it is singing and crying out that anyone who wants to sing and cry out from in here, up there, is heard. Has always and will always be heard and that there is no power on earth that can ever tell you otherwise. That is the promise of God. That is the promise of this church. That was the original intent of church, in my opinion. <laughs> Non-pastorly, non-seminary, <laughs> just a person here saying that the original intent of all of this was to find and be able to encounter God and appear hear that you are loved. No asterisks, no precursors, no checklist, as you are in all of your identity, as you identify, as your body. One of the beauties of the Zhao community is that there are a lot of us here, that can talk and share genuinely about our own walks and our own relationships with God, wherever we're at in real ways. We just want to live authentically. That's why I share this with you the way I'm sharing it. And especially a lot in our community that can talk about being queer. And having a relationship with God. Trans in a relationship with God. Coming from a toxic church and relationships. Not even churches, just relationships. And wanting to love God. Finding all of that. A lot of us in the Zao community can talk genuinely about that. And I really want... I cannot stress enough how any questions, any sincerity, anything that you feel in your body, in your heart, any, anything that bubbles up and you're just not sure about, you just want to talk about. One of the beauties is uh, that right now we have a lot of different pastors that have teamed up together, um, as well as our pastors here at Zao, um, to talk. If you have any questions on an anonymous level, on a personal one-on-one level, we also have the Zhao MKE squad page where in it you can uh, raise questions, ask for prayer requests, but just live together and go through your doubts together. Anyways, I guess to sum it all, I'm not trying to sell you on Jesus. I'm not trying to sell you on Zhao. I'm not even trying to sell you on Christianity or religion or anything, really. I'm here because my main language is love. Love and music, (laughs) but love. As a non-pastor, as just another person going through their day in 2021, trying to reconcile all the things you hear about God versus with what you read about God versus what I feel about God and what I hope about God and trying to reconcile all of it. I've come here and share that all of us, in my opinion, and my hope, we all have this treasure in us. We're all made <laughs> differently. No two of us are the same. And there's beauty in it. There's holiness in it. There's wonder in it. Whether you believe it was placed there by a divine being, whether you think it's a big spaghetti monster in the sky, whether there's nothing and it's just this. The beauty of it, the beauty of, I think, a lot of truths like this, is that it doesn't change, that there has always been beauty in you, and that no one can take it away. From this perspective, from Zao, from what I hope real Christianity is, all I want to say is Christianity at its core promises that there is a God that loves you as you are. And I know it keeps sounding like I'm repeating myself, but it's worth repeating. At the basis of Christianity, there is a God who loves you as you are. And there's nothing you need to do to deserve it because it's already there. There are no amount of untruths that can separate you from it. There is no other height nor depth where you can run away from it because you've always had it and you always will no matter what anyone says out there or what anyone says in here. That is God to me. That is the beauty of the gospel. That is what it hinges upon. A body broken for you so that we can then be a body together, hopefully working together and not hurting ourselves, but still working together, bringing all of our different gifts together. My gift is uh, crying on command. Uh, not really on command, but crying a lot. Uh, making a lot of pop culture references that are some dated, but mostly relevant, and recommending a lot of music. Um, but the beauty of like, the, the body working together is that when there are people that are more assertive than I am, that can speak up and help defend our other members of our body, or when it comes to reaching out to members of our body, or not even that, members of our community, members of this world that are hurting every single day. That's the beauty. That's what we're called to do. And that's what I guess I want to share with you. There's beauty in you. There's a treasure in you. There's light in you. There is God in you. Share it with this world. Share it. Heal. Speak. Advocate. Lift up. And also call out. I'm still working on the calling out part. But together, that's the only thing that's going to get us through and make this world better. You have always been a child of love. No one can tell you otherwise. My God, our God says, you are loved, no asterisks, just as you are. Please, will you join me in prayer? Holy, good, gracious, loving God, Thank you for this opportunity to be here, united, across the country, on right here in Wisconsin, right now, later on in the future, everywhere, God. Thank you for this opportunity for all of us to be united. Holy God, we believe, we want to believe that you are here. We want to believe that you love us all, and holy God, I just... I ask from the bottom of our hearts, from the bottom of my heart, wherever we're at right now, I ask that you please just give us a hug, a consensual hug, but please just hug us, God, and hold us. As our world hurts around us, as times get hard, hold us, God, And remind us that you are there, that not once do we walk alone. And that you promise us that you will never leave us nor forsake us, God. That you make us and made us beautiful. You don't make mistakes, God. Holy God, thank you for your love. Thank you for this. Guard us in our days, in our weeks, in our life to come. And may your Holy Spirit always be there with us, showing us that you're there. You are a good God. It's who you are and who you've always been. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, family.